Hello, welcome to Autism in Outer Space podcast. My name's Elise, and I'm excited and a little nervous <laughs> to be creating my very first podcast. I don't have a fancy mic or anything like that, so I hope the sound is okay. I wanted to create this podcast as a resource for people on a self-discovery journey, people that are already self-diagnosed or officially diagnosed, or people who want to learn more about autism. Before I self-diagnosed and then went on to get an official diagnosis, listening to podcasts and YouTube and reading the experiences of actual autistics was invaluable. It's so important that we share our journeys if we're able to, so that experts in the field know we're out here and need more accessible diagnosis options. And so people discovering their autism for the first time can know they're not alone. In this first podcast, or in this first episode, <laughs> I will give a little background about me, but I'll go into more detail in other episodes. So I am a music therapist. Um, I'm a board certified music therapist. I will probably go into more detail about that in a different episode. Um, I'm a mom of two kids. Um, I'm, a I'm a wife. I have an amazing um, husband. Um, I'm a lover of animals, especially cats, um, anything aquatic. I have always had a fascination with the ocean. Um, but what I do right now is I keep freshwater aquariums. Um, and I also love reptiles. I have three ball pythons. Um, I like to draw. I like to do puzzles. Um, I, I just love things that involve looking for little details, which is very common with autism. <laughs> um, I like being outside um, and going hiking, um, but I don't like when it's too hot or too cold. So I'm kind of sensitive to that, as again, many people with autism are. Um, so just a little, I'm just going to give a brief uh, background about my my self-diagnosis and then official diagnosis journey. Um, but again, I will go into more detail about that in a later episode. So I um, sp spent a long time struggling with anxiety and depression, um, mostly as a teen and adult. Um, by the way, if you heard some honking, I am in a parking lot and somebody just beeped their horn. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, Anyway, so then I eventually started going to therapy, um, which I highly recommend. I feel like I put it off for a long time, um, and it could have helped me a lot um, if I had gone sooner. Um, but what happened was I had kind of a traumatic birth with my first child, um, experienced some pretty bad um, postpartum anxiety, um, and probably PTSD as well. Um, and then I, um, eventually had my second child and I noticed the same anxiety, same types of, uh, anxious traits that I had noticed, um, after having my son. So I said, well, this time I am going to go to therapy. I kind of made a promise to myself that I would do that. So I did. Um, but it didn't take very many sessions before my therapist, said, well, I don't think we need to continue sessions anymore. I think you're doing really well. Um, you know, and she asked my opinion on that, but I was too nervous to say, no, I don't feel like I'm doing any better. Um, and she said, well, you know, we can, we can kind of switch to like an as needed basis. So we stopped, um, our sessions. Um, and looking back, I was very confused as to, 
what really happened there. Um, but I eventually realized that I was not being authentic and I would realize after looking at under thing, looking at things under the scope of autism that I was masking. Um, but like I said, before I discovered autism, I did, um, realize that I was not being authentic. So I, um, I eventually resumed therapy. Um, and that was, it was after the pandemic hit some, but not super early on during the pandemic. I would say like maybe a year into the pandemic. Um, I was experiencing a lot of anxiety surrounding the pandemic. It was um, a a really hard time for me. And I listened to um, other autistics experiences during the pandemic that also had a hard time with it. Um, And just their support system and their routines and things like that just kind of crumbled and fell apart and left them with like, what do I do now? You know, these, my routines are the way I cope and, and all of that. So, um, for me, I think it was partially that, um, I, I like to follow, obviously just like everybody, I was anxious about, you know, COVID and, um, but there were no concrete rules about how to deal with it. Um, I kind of felt like the rules and routines that I followed um, were just completely gone. And I was left with just an anxious brain with no way to calm it down. Um, so I would, I spent a lot of time trying to research, you know, what the answers are. You know, am I supposed to wipe down my groceries? Am I not supposed to wipe down my groceries? Am I supposed to wear a mask? Am I not supposed to wear a mask? Um, obviously we didn't, or scientists and doctors didn't know, um, the answers to those questions early on. Um, so once things started to get back to a new quote unquote normal, um, that particular issue got better. Um, however, I, I grabbed onto those new rules and ways of doing things in COVID times And I saw them as very black and white and, and it bothered me hugely when other people wouldn't follow, you know, the recommended rules that were put in place for a reason. Um, and I discovered misinformation and disinformation on the internet which, um, me being a very naive person, um, and trusting person and just, just not thinking that people would, you know, lie about these things and cause such, um, an issue with people trusting, you know, authority and, um, the, you know, this scientists and, um, experts. Uh, it just, that just blew my mind. And I kind of had like an existential crisis a little bit there. (laughs) Um, so I went back to therapy and I was able to be more authentic this time. Um, realizing that I hadn't been the first time really helped, um, me just 
take off the mask or try, try to start taking off the mask and tell the therapist exactly how I felt and what was going on, um, and my reactions to things. And, um, that helped a lot. Um, we did EMDR for my, uh, first birth for the trauma that I experienced. Um, and then we started talking more about my anxiety. Um, and I explained to her that I've had anxiety my whole life. And I specifically explained to her that I've had social anxiety my whole life. Um, I've always felt like I didn't know what I was doing in social situations. I've always gotten incredibly nervous before, especially new social situations where I don't know specifically, you know, who's going to be there, what's going to happen, that kind of thing. Um, and... So that led me to um, doing some research on social anxiety. I think I was just kind of, I, I love researching, um, <laughs> having different facts and things to obsess over are just something that I love to do and will easily latch on to like many autistic people. Um, I will become hyper fixated on different subjects and you know, sometimes they become a special interest. And so I uh, started looking into causes of social anxiety, such as social anxiety disorder. Um, and I came across a YouTube video about traits of uh, common traits of aut autistic women that um, heavily mask. Um, and <clears throat> it was somebody that was late diagnosed in her 30s. And I was completely blown away when I, it's like I knew deep down that that was me. Um, and a lot of the traits she listed, uh, just really resonated with me. Um, especially the traits such as feeling different your entire, entire life. Um, and I started and I, I, as a music therapist, I've worked with a lot of autistic people, kids and adults. And so I knew the criteria, the DSM criteria for autism. And I was familiar with a lot of things that um, autistic, a lot of the traits that autistic people have. Um, but I had that stereotype um, in my head of what an autistic person quote unquote looks like. Um, so I just never thought in a million years that I could be autistic. Um, it just never crossed my mind. Um, so when I started looking at myself from that lens, I realized that it really made sense. Um, and like I said, those traits that the YouTuber listed really helped me see that. Um, and I sort of just broke down and was just kind of like crying and, and saying, you know, this, my whole life, you know, like my whole life, this has been me and I didn't know. Um, so I, but in that moment, I, did not feel comfortable self-diagnosing quite yet because I hadn't, you know, done my deep dive fully. So I spent the next couple months um, 
really like every minute, every free minute of every day, uh, learning about autism. And that's very, again, another very common autistic experience to take on autism as a special interest, um, and hyper fixate on researching about autism and, um, writing down everything that you relate to. And, um, in the meantime, I did reach out to a psychologist. Um, I had to do a lot of research for that too, because I wanted to find someone who knew about, um, women with autism that mask heavily. So I, I went on neuroclastic.com, their, um, provider recommendation list. And I found somebody in my state. Um, and, um, this person is in my, was in my state, but, um, kind of a drive. So I ended up doing telehealth, but, um, she, it took me about from start to finish, uh, probably about five ish months, maybe just under five months to, uh, from start to finish, like from, um, start like contacting her to, um, having an official diagnosis. So that is super fast for compared to most people. So I recognize, and part of that I recognize is my privilege. I'd like to just say that out loud and recognize that I was able to afford that. And I was, um, she was pretty much on par with any other, with most other private pay, um, psychologists from what I researched. Um, but again, even that standard rate of what most people charge for an assessment is still a lot um, for a lot of people. So I was lucky enough to be able to afford that. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have uh, help so that I could like have my husband watch the kids. Um, well, I mean as a husband that's or as a father that's kind of his job too but um I'm just saying I you know I'm not a single mom I have and I have a you know support network I have my parents um and I was able to access telehealth and yeah so um I think what really helped was me me writing down everything I related to while doing all my research um, making a huge list of traits that I related to. Um, I also, when I first discovered autism on that YouTube video, I almost immediately made a list of, of things that I have been deeply ashamed of my entire life. Um, things like difficulty with eye contact. Um, I'm going to completely blank on what's, (laughs) what's on this list. Um, difficulty with eye contact, uh, difficulty with touch. Um, yeah, totally getting blank, (laughs) but things like that, um, that other people didn't seem to have a problem with that. I was like, what is wrong with me that this is so hard for me? You know, um, does it mean I have trouble connecting with people that I don't care about them as much as I thought, you know, I feel like I really love my husband, but why do I pull away from his touch? Um, you know, just, just silly things that, you know, I, I knew probably weren't true, but I couldn't find any other explanation for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of 
it. Um, I was, I got my official diagnosis, um, less than a week ago. <laughs> so it's pretty new. Um, um, but yeah, this podcast is going to be pretty raw and real. I don't really know how to edit, um, audio and, um, I really don't want to because I want things to be authentic. Sometimes I will write some stuff down that I'll read from, but, um, you know, it'll still be my own words. It just is going to flow a little more if I'm reading it. Um, but other times I'll just be, you know, just going on and on. <laughs> and, um, I am as many autistic people are, I am not the best communicator. Um, I'm not the best at putting my thoughts into verbal communication. Um, I also tend to run out of words after a while. Um, sometimes my mind goes blank when I'm anxious. Um, so I'm pretty sure most of the people that will be listening to this will understand what I'm talking about and will be, um, yeah, will be understanding and kind, um, as far as that goes. And yeah, I appreciate it so much if you listen to this, um, simply because, it's nice to be heard. Um, and I hope, I really hope that this podcast will help you learn something and even better help you feel validated if you are on your own self-discovery journey of possibly discovering that you're autistic, um, or that a loved one is autistic or what, you know, whatever that may be for you. So, um, yeah, I'm sure eventually I'll have some kind of um, social media thing going. <laughs> so um, for this episode, I won't have anything um, up yet, but I'm hoping that I will be making like an Instagram or something like that. Um, so look for that further down the line. And when that happens, I'll, you know, talk about it on the podcast around the episode and I'll also link it in the show notes. Um, perhaps for now, I will link um, an email address that you can contact me at. Um, and yeah, so I hope you all have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it is where you are. And thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.